0: check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it.
1: If society
0: won't punish
1: the guilty, he will. You see this board here, every time he kills somebody. I put a red pin So far, the only thing that I've got to show for is
0: these little calling cards here and a whole bunch of these. Now, let me tell you something about this Punisher. If he ever shows up within
1: 1,000 yards of me, he'll find out what the word punished really means. He defends the innocent. But if you're guilty, he gives no warning and shows no mercy. What the hell is this? Trouble. Dolph Lundgren, Lewis Gossett Jr.
0: Mr. P. Happy hunting.
1: The Punisher. Justice with a vengeance. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. you to join us.
0: Bam, 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 bam! <laughs> I punish uh, guilty.
1: Yes. If they're guilty, they're dead. Whatever I hit, I destroy. Wait, that's a that, different you, movie. <laughs> you,
0: just, you just sound like a sad Sean Connery. That doesn't really... It's hard to pull Dolph Lundgren. You really have to have that... Well, you, that yeah. That of a chest, Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it's Welcome, hard. everyone. It's not easy.
0: <laughs> uh, in case in case you didn't catch it by the opening, this is Movie Sucktastic.
1: Yes. I'm episode. Scott.
0: This is Joey. Hello.
1: Sorry.
0: And this is episode number 174? Four.
1: Yes, 174. Ah, you got it I'm right.
0: On a, I'm on a roll.
1: Yeah, baby. Uh, Alright, so this is my challenge to Scott because mm-hmm. the director, Mark Goldblatt, he he did last week's challenge which was dead heat um which which i i think scott as well for all intents and purposes actually liked even though we know it's really bad um but i saw a chance to do the punisher which he also directed um so there was no way i was going to pass it up I, it Not had to be the challenge. It, I know it's a direct connection, director-to-director uh, director, uh, connection. And I was like, I eh, got to do it. Can't pass it up. So, now, <clears throat> last now, week, Scott had mentioned that there is there was a work print of this film and that he had it back in uh, what we like to call the day. Uh, I had never seen the work print. I've always heard of it. I've never seen it. And I did get my hands on it and I did watch it.
0: Now this is a different work print from than the one I had way back when
1: yours was what another like ten or twelve minutes longer
0: no no uh, um, we'll talk about the length in a minute but okay. the work print I had was essentially the film that was in the theater uh, <clears> there <throat> wasn't that much difference okay there's one there's one part that I'm convinced that it's, is different but I have no proof I, that it's not just my memory playing tricks on me and we'll get to that okay uh, now this film almost did not fill our criteria of having had a theatrical release
1: actually it had a theatrical release everywhere in the world except for the united states
0: right because canon was just on the way out
1: yeah, uh, uh no new world pictures
0: new world sorry i get the two mixed up it's
1: okay we just <laughs> both watched electric boogaloo recently
0: <laughs> which All was awesome by the way oh
1: what a great documentary <laughs> um, highly recommended. It. It's called Electric Boogaloo: The Wild Untold Story of Cannon Films. I believe that's mm-hmm. what it's called, um, well, or you can Golden just look Globus. up. Yeah. Yeah, Golden Globus it, it, You can just look up Electric Boogaloo. It'll come right up. But mm-hmm. it was great. It, it's the whole story of how they got together, what they were doing before they came to America, just everything. It's great. Definitely check it out. Highly recommend it. Um, so yeah, New World Pictures was just going out. Um, oh, you know what I found yesterday? Cause I well, was deservedly,
0: out. too. I might add, deservedly yeah. going out.
1: Yeah, they, they didn't have a lot of, or any good movies if you really think about it. <laughs> they're,
0: they're almost, they, they were like the highbrow version of Vestron.
1: I was just going to bring up Vestron. <laughs> and the reason, the reason why was because yesterday I was going through um, all the, my winter and spring clothes, and I found my Vestron shirt that Scott bought for me uh, for my birthday last year. Um, I was going to wear it on the show tonight, but it just didn't seem to fit. So, I'm wearing a Batman shirt <laughs> instead.
0: Blah, blah, blah. Uh,
1: which also doesn't I actually,
0: fit. Have, I actually have a Punisher shirt floating around somewhere, but I couldn't find it, so...
1: Yeah, Chris was always my go-to person uh, for Punisher uh, attire. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said in last week's episode, the man had, probably still does somewhere, a... Uh, a large cardboard cutout life-size of Dolph Lundgren as the Punisher. Just like, I don't know, he probably stole it from the video store and they probably didn't care. He probably did it right in front of them. Yeah, you mind if I take this? No. Just walk out, yeah. <laughs> it's just, no, you're actually doing me a favor, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: now, uh, now, while I don't have any Punisher paraphernalia, I have the next best thing. What's uh, this? Tonight, uh, in preparation for reviewing the Punisher, I went to a, a gun range for the fir- my first time. Tonight, yes. Tonight, like I like half an hour ago, I really? was shooting. I was shooting guns, right? And I brought my. This is the my target from shooting at the range. Wow! Look at that. Apparently, I've got a good eye.
1: You look got nothing, that. nothing out of, got nothing out of the nine.
0: That's the nine. That's forty rounds, right there. Wow. Nine millimeters. So. So I'm I'm i I'm, I'm feeling the Punisher's wrath now. There, yeah. There you
1: go. Do you shoot any jaywalkers?
0: <sighs> no, they don't let you. It's like in the, it's actually in the rules: no shooting jaywalkers. Oh, okay. And that that's a geek that's a geeky uh in joke to one of the uh, uh one of the episodes of the Punisher where he was uh, drugged. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Showing our uh, geek background there.
1: Uh huh. It's one of my now, favorites, actually, and I never really read a lot of the Punisher. Uh, I did read Spider Man, and he made appearances in that every once in a while.
0: That was just, that was his premiere appearance, was in the Spider Man.
1: That's right. So yes. you know that that's about as much Punisher as I really ever read growing up. Uh, but Scott and Chris were more uh, more into the, the the actual comic and those the real storylines than than I ever was.
0: Yeah, and I, and I was more into the Punisher than those uh, you know those really kind of. Pansy ones like uh, Daredevil, so. Uh, I didn't even check if we had anybody in the chat room tonight. I don't think so. I didn't really get a chance to advertise the show too much.
1: No, it's okay. Well, people usually they hop on late. Um. Anyway, no. Okay. Before we start, go ahead.
0: I don't mean to cut you off. uh, As part of our um, drive to make this show safe for children, it's not before. Before we review the film, I think we should go over the uh, IMDb's parents' guide.
1: Ah, uh, yes. I'm sorry. I should have realized we were going to segue. <laughs> yeah,
0: and and eventually we'll have an official person to do this, but I didn't plan ahead, so I didn't have that. Um, so starting off here, uh, there is sex and nudity in this film, The Punisher. Uh, the Punisher is shown praying naked twice. But ironically, near, uh,
1: not the work print.
0: No. Once near the beginning of the movie, and once just before the end credits. Only the top of his bare buttocks are visible very briefly. Here it is now, actually. Good timing. Oh, and there are naked <laughs> women are briefly seen in a nightclub.
1: Which is not that's in the work print.
0: Right. That's, that's right. The nightclub's not in the work print?
1: No, it is, but the naked chicks aren't
0: in it. Sorry, they added that in later. Yes. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, they right. did. <laughs> violence and gore. Uh, there is a lot of violence and gore. Um, lots of killings are shown throughout the movie. Shootings, stabbings, explosions, and, na- and neck-breaking.
1: Yes, there uh, pe- is a few neck breaks.
0: People are shot with blood spraying out sometimes. That happens. Uh, a man is stabbed through the chest with a samurai sword, and blood is seen trickling out of his mouth. Okay. It, you know, in case the, the blood is, makes it worse. Sure. Uh, the Punisher is shown snapping a man's neck, and later, a woman's. <laughs> a man is shown hitting a kid twice. That's my favorite part. Uh, <laughs> Three men in one scene including the Punisher himself are shown being tortured on a stretch rack a man has a gun barrel put in his mouth and shot no <laughs> blood or corpse is shown so technically you don't even know if he was actually shot
1: yeah they you, they just pan away uh, I mean
0: and I mean he was shot but
1: oh oh yeah just they just pan away and you hear it that's it you can show that on is, Saturday well, morning cartoons
0: well, it wasn't a pan it was a cut but anyway or it was uh, you're
1: right it was a cut
0: Sorry, I'm not trying to try No, no,
1: no, no. Right. I, I, I did know that. And uh, listen, they don't know that. They don't care <laughs> that much. We care that they much.
0: They do. They do. <laughs> they do. Don't. They they're really sticklers. Don't. That's why they're listening. Mm. A man is stabbed and is hung it? up with a spear, and another man kicked onto some blades, but these take place in a red lit room, so they don't look very graphic. <laughs> also, a- Tarantino, several Tarantino, throughout-
1: before Tarantino made it cool. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Or, or until he, before he tried to do it and, you know, never no, mind. I, yes. Yeah. Uh, and several people throughout are seen with knives being thrown into their necks and foreheads. Mostly there's hardly any blood. A lot of those knives went in chests, too. I want for the record. I think they need to edit that.
1: Yeah. they They punctured many, many things.
0: For profanity, at least 20. So there could be more. Maybe they lost count. F-words and other strong profanity throughout. Alcohol-slash-drug-slash-smoking. The Punisher's contact is an homeless drunk. <laughs> At one point, he bribes him with a bottle of liquor. And then a couple of scenes in a bar are occasionally shown with people drinking. Hmm. Frightening, intense scenes. Uh, <laughs> and they don't give any scene. They just say, suggested MPAA rating is R. So that, that's not a frightening scene, jerk. Okay. But, uh, so if you, if you have young ones listening to the show or watching the show with the Punisher in the background, please be warned. Yes. So I think we're safe now, so please continue, sir.
1: Okay. Um, one of the things that Scott had mentioned to me, I think you might even have mentioned it on the show last week. I'm not, a, I, I'm not exactly sure. I haven't listened to it. But anyway. you said that the... Why did you just throw it anyway in there?:
0: no, no reason. Go ahead. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> Sorry. go <Come> on,. <laughs> go, go, go. go.
1: Um, the opening of the, the work print is completely alternate opening to what they actually used in the final theatrical cut. And as Scott said, what he likes to call the lethal weapon opening." Which, not only... And I was like, alright. Nah, well, the thing is, it's like, I, 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 like I said, I've never seen the work print. So I'm like, I took it with a grain of salt well, and explain, explain what I should have done was drinking tequila with that because that's a lot of fucking salt.
0: <laughs> Be- explain why it's the Lethal Weapon opening.
1: Well, very subtly, it's, you know, uh, white partner, black partner. Okay? But, but more but so, that, the that- music is exactly the same. <laughs>
0: That's the icing on the cake, sir. But, I mean, it's, it's not just, oh, black cop, white cop. It's the black older cop who's thinking of retiring. Right. Yeah, exactly.
1: Young, yeah. It's
0: the young white cop who eventually goes crazy. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're just waiting for them to throw lines. like, I know I'm, too, you know, I'm doled for this shit, right? Right. It's just, it's that. It, it, even, even when they pull up to the house, it's like, is that the same house? <laughs> that can't be the same house.
1: <laughs> but what really sets it in stone is the music now, right. now the, the guy that wrote the music his name is Dennis something or other he works for Warner Brothers
0: well he, now, let me let me explain for our audience for people now we have, you know we have a newer generation of people listening to they may not may not, may not be a hundred percent on what a work print is and a work print is a rough edit of the film where they just take the the uh, shot scenes and slap them together in the it's not tightly edited Uh, Occasionally there might be some loose ends here and there. It's edited
1: kind of how it's meant to be, but not entirely.
0: Not polished. Uh, And and they do this before so they can figure out what they're going to do for the final editing. Now, when they do this, since it's not a polished uh, cop print, they don't put the actual music in there. uh, And they don't don't do fully editing, so they don't change the sound. You're going to hear a lot of the real audio that was recorded. And they put stock music in place. So they'll use like uh, Danny Elfman stuff or whatever they think fits the moment. So it's not that oh they copied lethal weapon. They took the actual music from lethal weapon and are playing it over the scenes <laughs> uh, <laughs> which they didn't have which w- it, it wouldn't have nailed them someone who when they were watching this must have thought, yeah you know, is that I-
1: also because one of the other things I noticed was, is that the music from Batman?
0: Uh huh. Yeah, that's exactly because the saying.
1: movie came out the same year, and, and and the Punisher was actually slated to come out uh, in August of eight, 1989, and it didn't. Whereas uh, Batman, Tim Burton's Batman, came out in I think June of nineteen eighty nine.
0: Yeah, if you if you watch May. if you watch yeah if you watch work prints with any regularity, Danny Elfman music is a staple. <laughs> really because it's so there's so much of it and it's so basic and so it's you can put it in there and pretty much say okay, this is what the music's gonna be representing during the scene it's what we, this is what we envision it you know they don't have to worry about copyright because you are not supposed to be releasing it to anybody and uh, let, now, me th-
1: let me th- let, just let me just yeah? say with the lethal weapon music and the music cut in from from Batman um, and just the, the other music I thought that the soundtrack is actually better only because it is from major films. <laughs> It's better than what they ended up with, for real.
0: Yeah. They, I don't think they had a budget for the actual... Especially
1: stuff. the end of the movie.
0: Mm-hmm. I like
1: the way they ended the work print ten times more than the way they ended the theatrical.
0: Well, yeah, as you mentioned, the work print doesn't have these uh, end caps, which, which are uh, the cameras swooping through the sewers. Uh, that's right, uh, the, the Punisher lives in the sewers. And coming up on his naked uh, body while he voices over stuff like, I ask God why I'm here... He hasn't answered yet. You know things like that, right? Uh, and and uh, the work print doesn't have that. The work print has just a, the, it, the work print ends just with uh, Lou Gotson on a on a rooftop screaming, and then next thing you know, it's the shot of the Punisher, like a slow pan up of the Punisher with jeans and a shirt and guns, and like, ah, ready right, to kill. But the, and the
1: thing, me. yeah, well, yeah, and they're playing like uh, the metal music in the background, which actually works for the scene. You know, mm-hmm. it actually builds up the, the pan of the camera going up from the ground up to his face, where he's just kinda looking into the camera and he's just kinda tilting his <clears throat> excuse me, his his head to the side and like you said, he's just like, I'm I'm ready I'm ready to go. You know, let's when are we gonna get that sequel done? <laughs> That's <laughs> what they it were, looked like.
0: Which they were planning on doing, but funding fell through when the entire company went under.
1: Yeah. Well I'm surprised that no one they didn't get sold
0: and then since since we're talking about the uh the you know the the over the ah, fuck the work print soundtrack and yes. sound effects because again they're just put in there as placeholders did you notice uh when they when uh they entered the building at the end for the big fight at the end uh-huh <laughs> they get in an elevator and go up to the this 40th floor uh, or above the 40th floor which is where all the yakuza they they you know, have they have the whole floor right and when the elevator opened they used the Star trek Trishing.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i
0: i was i had it playing in the background because i was kind of half paying attention just trying because I've already watched the film I don't want to watch it I'm just trying to catch little things out of the side right. and i just heard that and I dropped everything <laughs> 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 I wish they'd left that in the film.
1: <laughs> now, uh, um,
0: uh, now, and we haven't actually talked about the film, and we're already comparing it to the version that didn't come, come out, right? Uh, but one other thing I do want to point out that's different in the and now now my major confusion at the beginning was that my work print is only uh, five minutes longer than the theatrical release. That's correct. And, but the but the first but there's an additional fifteen minutes in the beginning of the film. It's almost twenty, actually. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's like seventeen, eighteen chunk.
1: minutes. It's big,
0: and I couldn't find any major scene besides the two sewer runs that were cut out of the film. But I, there are places where the work print is a bit tighter, like uh, there's like uh, just you know uh, just tighter, just just not maybe not not as long of a shot as in running down the hall, things like that, uh, because they they haven't really fine edited it for time and everything. So, I think that the difference was just little trims, like you mentioned, no naked women in the work print. Right. Uh, Little trims here and there, like maybe like five seconds here, ten seconds here, must somehow add up to like ten minutes, twelve minutes of footage.
1: Yeah, it's gotta be, because I skimmed through the theatrical cut just as a comparison to the work print I had just seen, and... After that opening, like 17 alternate opening, it's it's pretty much almost dead on
0: Yeah, from what it, I there saw. Minor differences. Yeah, there, there are minor differences. There are minor. Uh, now, the, the film is, uh, is about the Punisher. I think that's obvious. Obvious. Uh, Frank Castle, and he's a cop uh, that his family's killed by the mafia. Uh, accidentally, it was probably meant for him. <clears throat> and uh so he goes insane and becomes a one man uh war uh army against crime known the punisher there vigilante you if you will uh drives around the sewer because why not <clears throat> drives a motorcycle because why not and uh he's being pursued by at his former partner who's trying to prove that he is alive and is the punisher <laughs>
1: Which shouldn't be the, hard to do because he's just riding around the city on a goddamn motorcycle all the time.
0: Yeah, it's like that, that, <laughs> um, that's why I like Thomas Thomas Jane's Punisher, which I think we can are in agreement the the second Punisher is the best Punisher.
1: I actually like Punisher War Zone.
0: I liked it. <clears throat> Excuse you know? me. I, I may have, I throw throat for a second here.
1: I don't I, know I about like, I like the Thomas I like I, the Thomas Jane one, but if I had to. I think I'd go the uh, Punisher War Zone because it's so violent and it just it's no holds barred and there really isn't there really isn't anything to get in the way of just him j- just fucking everything up and everyone in his in his way too. Whereas I, the Tom I, Jane one, I mean, it does have the backstory; it's got to have that a little bit. But it's got John Travolta, who is it's, it's John Travolta.
0: I like I like uh, John Travolta in that. Uh, uh, first of all. Nah. Now I agree. I, I liked Warzone. I don't think it's a bad film. However, I do feel that in going for the that brooding feeling, the fact that they did a lot of in uh, interiors probably due to budget constraints. Right. Uh, there's a lot of um, there's a lot more talking than I would like in a Punisher film. In in that, and I it had and War has a very strong opening.
1: Yeah. But it does. I
0: think. It, yeah the first the first act is fucking just you oh yeah and, <laughs> but by, by the time you get down to like the showdown at the end it's like oh we're gonna do this old wheeze again you know nothing different uh, um so I mean just as far as uh pacing and story and being able to balance that lightness with the with uh, the the brooding right. I, I I thought Thomas James was just the best one. Uh, you know, and I, don't
1: get me wrong. I, I like the Tom Jane one. I, I do.
0: I'll, I'll give you. It's a close call. You know. Yeah. Uh, now, so the first one, this one, uh, is is not as good.
1: No, and you know what?
0: It... But there are inspired. Well, well here's
1: here's here's the thing. You know that all through the late '70s and the '80s, and this obviously counts as an '80s film, even though it didn't get released in America until 1990, uh, and then. Are actually, ninety one I believe is when it came out on VHS and Laserdisc, if I remember correctly. Um, but they almost got it right, as far as and and I'm not saying like as far as like as as like the writing and everything goes. Like Batman had just come out, that kind of set the bar really high, you know. Yes and, and no. Well, yes and no, but no, yes but, and no. but for the time period, it did. Not, you know. Batman comes out, and then this comes out in August. It would have been murdered at the box office. There's mm-hmm. no way that this film would have survived. Now, you know
0: I, I think to be fair to the film, we have to look at it in the context of the time period. Now, for, for people that are 10, 15, 20 years younger than you or I, they're not going to understand that there was a period... Where comic book films were just guaranteed to be shit. Yeah. If if you had if you had told us at age 12, 18, 17, 16 that like all these superhero films would be coming out and be huge blockbuster hits and be so well done, there was there's was no way we we'd would believe have laughed it. at you. Yeah, no fucking way, no way. Yeah, because all, all through the
1: seventies, all through the eighties, all through the nineties. Just every, you're right, every fucking comic book film, aside from like, you know, you had a film like, say, Batman, which makes $250 million. Because for the, even though it's not a, it's not a great movie, but it's not a bad movie either. But it's better than anything that was ever released at the time that it came out. That's why it did so well.
0: Better than the Fantastic Four movie by Roger Corman. Well, that didn't come out than,
1: till five years later, but yes.
0: And it's better than the Captain America film.
1: Yeah, which came out was, what ninety two, I think, or ninety three, some shit like that. That
0: wasn't released in the theaters either, was it?
1: I think it had a short run. I'm.
0: I, I, I want to I, I
1: say I want to say, say that it didn't. It didn't have. I don't even know if it had New York and L.A. It might have had one of the two, but that's kind of like where it died. Because
0: yeah, I, I remember at one point they had the teaser posters in the theater, and you walk out and go, oh, Captain America movie. It, it was just a shield. It was literally just a shield. Yep. It's like coming soon. And then it never came.
1: <laughs>
0: so I, I remember
1: I, getting the, uh, was it a work print? Some One of us, bootlegs, it wasn't me, bootlegs. it was given to me. It might have been given to me by you, to be honest. Um I got a VHS copy of Captain America, and I remember watching it at my house with a, you know, with a, Brian and Chris, and I believe Doug, or maybe we watched it at Doug's basement. I'm not 100 percent sure.
0: Yeah, it 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 did not re- it was not released in the theaters in America. It got a 1992 video re- premiere. Okay. But it, re- it was released in the UK in like 1990. So I'm correct. 1990.
1: Holy shit.
0: So that was that was the 1990. I
1: remember all the cool stuff that you know the comic book store would get like someone would come in and say i got an alternate cut of excalibur i'm like how the fuck did you get that <laughs> and why
0: <laughs> well that was be- that was before fucking dvds were now oh could, yeah like- Man, I remember, I remember like 10 of us chipping in like $15 each to buy the 200, 300 box set of Aliens because it was the full uncut Aliens. Right.
1: Did, weren't you the one that made copies for everyone because you were the only yes. one that had a player at the time? and
0: I'm the only one that lasers a player, everyone would chip in the money. I'd get to keep the laser disc and I would make VHS copies for everybody.
1: Small price to pay to have the cool laser disc, I, I will admit.
0: J- and and I, I I went through the extra I took the, I went the extra mile to make sure no one got a second generation copy. I didn't just make a VHS copy of the laser disc and then uh, no. copy it over again. I co- I would copy the laser disc, flipping it for each side. We're talking was like a two three disc set, more. and I would also record all the that. special features as well. Because
1: I, th- I think the special one was a C CA- it was CAV discs, which were 30 minutes a side. Yeah, <laughs> so you flipped uh-huh. that disc a lot more than two or three times. I'm telling it's you, been
0: a month. It's been a month making those copies for everybody that we, when we did that. Yep,
1: yep. And but I didn't uh, get a I didn't get a disc player till late. I got mine in like '95. So I I was doing that, copies as well at some point, but you did it way before anyone.
0: Yeah, but uh, we're getting sidetracked. Yeah, but it's a fun uh,
1: sidetrack. It it's...
0: No, it is. is. I'd love to spend the whole show talking about that bullshit. I would. Believe <laughs> I, yeah. me. But, they, you know, they, but my point is, like, the 80s, like we're talking about, not only were all the films shit,
1: oh, uh, yes, they but were.
0: Marvel could not get a hit until uh, until Spider-Man came out. Yeah, Was this, 2002. Came out first? Two. Wait, wait wait. What? wait, wait. Was Spider-Man or X-Men the first one out?
1: X-Men, 2000.
0: X-Men. Until X-Men. Excuse me. Again, I'm losing my voice today. There, uh, until X-Men, there was, Marvel just could not cut a break. The, the Incredible Hulk film was shit. Uh, everything they did was crap. Going back, when Batman came out, they couldn't, which is why it's surprising that they make a Batman reference in the Punisher movie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm Batman. I remember
0: every time I see that, <laughs> it blows my mind. You got, who the fuck greenlit that? that that's the competition.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm <clears> wearing <throat> my Batman shirt. <laughs>
0: And, and even when they did make them well, because when you said Batman was had them doing it right, I got well, to argue
1: with that. You well, know, you it know, was better now, than anything that had come out.
0: It was better than anything that came out. And, and again, the, the weird thing about the original Batman film is that it should not have worked. All the components make no sense at all. Prince doing the soundtrack? No. Michael Keaton playing, playing, playing Batman? There were letter writing campaigns trying to get them to not have him play Batman. Um, Tim Burton's uh, weird fantasy world of 1950s and modern day doesn't make any sense. Shouldn't have worked. None of it should have worked. Jackal Nicholson playing the Joker, yeah, okay, it, it was a bit of a stretch. Just because he smiles, it, it was like lame casting. Right. None of it should have worked. For some reason, every single person that saw that film loved it.
1: Where do you biggest fucking uh, hit? I know. Were not you saying at one point that uh, Tim Burton? He had the Joker as a little kid or some shit like that. Something oh, crazy.
0: The, you, the, oh, yeah oh, uh, I think it was Sam Hamm was working on a screenplay with him. I'm a little foggy, um, but they reined him in. And this is and this is another example of when you when the artist is reined in, you get masterpiece. But then when you let them go, they do shit. So he was trying to do shit where the flashback was an ice cream truck drives by and the Joker as a kid with the green face and stuff kills batman's parents with a machine gun <laughs> and and he had the joker trying to launch the like the gotham christmas tree into space just insane shit and Sam Hammond would be like all right all right tim let's make this a real movie now and so and again <laughs> the movie comes out it goes completely ape shit, insane bonkers mega at the box office and then they say hey tim you're a fucking genius go ape shit with the second one you bet penguins in the sewers and, you know, that, it's, it's all downhill from there. That's it. Never again. Never again. Never a good Batman film after that. Well, Tim never, Burton ever.
1: has gone on record. He's quoted as saying that he would not know a good script if it fell out of the sky and wiggled on his face.
0: No that, shit.
1: That is an exact <sighs> quote from Tim Burton. So yeah. as long as he's got someone making those decisions for him and you give him a good script, mm-hmm. that's why he'll make a film like, uh, what, Big Eyes? Which actually was acclaimed and you know did well and I haven't uh, seen it, but uh, I haven't I, seen I it either. But for the first time, it's a movie that I was like, "Oh, Tim Burton did that. Oh, it doesn't look like complete shit. I'll see it."
0: Well, I mean, I haven't uh, wanted
1: to watch a Tim Burton movie in forever.
0: <clears throat> I, I I mean, every time I shit on Tim Burton, I go back and look at the films, and I was like, "Oh crap, he made ones I really really love." Ed Wood, I, I love Ed Wood. Yep. I could I could watch that once a month for the rest of my life. Um. Uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, um, Sleepy Hollow, which I wanted to hate going into it. I know. I, I, liked,
1: I like Sleepy Hollow, too.
0: And and again, I, I shouldn't. I don't want to. And again, don't want to like it.
1: good scripts given to a good director when he is given a good script and he has good actors around him. Right. You know, I mean, he's got an eye in uh, for certain things. And like, when he did Charlie and the Chocolate Factory,
0: eh. first of
1: all... You know, it's like stabbing my childhood repeatedly, you know, and then laughing over its dead corpse.
0: But it still wasn't that bad.
1: Charlie and the Chocolate Factory sucked a big fucking dick. I don't want no. I don't, wa- no, don't want to fucking uh-huh. hear. I don't want to hear this.
0: It shouldn't have been made.
1: It's fucking terrible.
0: It shouldn't have been made. Of course not. And it's Johnny De- where-
1: Johnny Depp as Willy Wonka is fucking terrible. All right. All the char- charismatic uh, things that I, Gene Wilder brought to the screen. I know they're, it's, it's different. But they were
0: trying to do different. And, and, the, I, the, the and approach, I don't
1: care. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, it, it's, it, I'm, I'm getting a little softer in my old age when it comes to remakes. I'm uh, not. But I, 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 I'm not saying I liked the remake. I'm just saying I'm a little forgiving because they at least tried to do some things different. And whether or not they worked, Never I thought it, worked. it was commendable that they at least tried to make it their own.
1: I don't care that they actually okay. had fucking squirrels picking the perfect nuts. I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I don't care that each Oopaloompa looks exactly the same because they used one fucking guy for all of it and cgi the fuck out. I and don't that, care.
0: That I thought was a bad idea. I did not care for that. It was a horrible idea. Well... Green Johnny Depp
1: me. with his cap teeth and fucking Dorothy Hamill hair. Don't fucking care. I
0: I, I I will defend his his version of Willy Wonka. Uh but that's not what we're here to talk about. So <laughs> we, anyway, should. we should we should just get- <laughs> just forget the oh. punisher. and go, "Hey,
1: it was all right. Now let's go on to Wooly Walker."
0: What, what what I'm getting at uh, uh. for the third time because <laughs> <laughs> we're we're talking about something we both feel passionately about yes. is that the films these these 80s going into the 90s comic book films right. were being filmed by people that really didn't understand comics at all. I don't think Tim Burton understood Batman comics at no, all.
1: No, no, no way.
0: The The Captain America film, and the one I'm talking about again is the 1990 Captain America one, um, he, uh, the screenwriter, at one point in his sc- original screenplay, he had written in a scene where there's a bus uh, accident and Captain America saves people and in the process the costume gets burned off. Because, and I quote, I didn't think people would want to look at that stupid costume for the entire film. <laughs> for the Punisher, who Marvel was actually involved with them, so it's not like... Because uh, there was rumors that, the, that Marvel had forbidden them from using the Punisher logo. Not the case. They, just, they decided that they didn't want the logo in the film because it was too comic booky. So that's why instead of having the Punisher skull on his chest, which isn't really too comic booky. I mean, Thomas Jane's one pulls it off perfectly. Right. Uh, they just had little daggers with skulls on them because that's less comic booky. Yeah. So it, the fact that this Punisher film was even made is a testament to whatever was going on at that time period that they were trying to make real comic book films uh, or start, you know, still trying to do it right. And the fact that there are some redeemable qualities to this movie... Uh, despite the low budget and what they ended up with, I I will defend the film on those stands. It's it's just, I mean, if, if, oh, this, yeah. came now, if, yeah, if this came out now, yeah, this came out now. You're like, what the fuck were you thinking? Say, yeah, but that's because they didn't make comic book films back there back then. They took comic books, and said, okay, it's a right. comic book, and it's famous because it's a comic book. First thing we need to do is remove all the elements that will remind you it's a comic book.
1: Yeah, even uh, bad comic book movies that come out today, at least they look pretty. Yeah, or, or, or
0: you know? at least. It, it, yeah, if, if they if if they suffer today, it's just from bad writing. It's not from okay. We're abandoning everything about. Uh, and you know, what? I, I, I'll I will back up. Sometimes you need to lose the comic book shit. Everybody that complains that the X Men movies are like uh, are straying from the Claris Claremont Bible, suck it. All right. <laughs> some some of that shit needs to be left in the dirt.
1: Oh, and and um, when you mentioned before about the X Men, uh, the one that Brian Singer did, the one in two thousand, being like the first yeah. one, and it kind of. Kickstarted everything. Um, people were very apprehensive about it because they thought, oh fuck, another comic book movie that's gonna blow. And mm-hmm. to a large extent, they should have been. Because when it came out, it it had an okay opening weekend. I think it was pretty strong. But it only made a hundred and forty million dollars in the US. And mm-hmm. it did it had mm-hmm. an okay worldwide release, but it was almost like um, a perfect example when Tim Burton was done fucking up the Batman franchise and then when uh, Joel Schumacher was really <laughs> done fucking up <laughs> the Batman franchise, they didn't make a movie for eight years Batman. Christopher Nolan right. decides to come in and he does t- decides to make Batman begins and Batman Begins comes out and it comes out and everyone's like holy shit this is actually fucking good yeah and it did, it made the least amount of money out of all 3 because it was the first film to come out and no one was, everyone was apprehensive they're like i'm, sure. I'm not going to invest my time in a Batman film after the fucking blacklight garbage that Joel Schumacher did they didn't well, trust anybody they didn't trust even look, it. At,
0: even look at it from this standpoint like i said before dc um ruled the screen up until X-Men came out. So when it was like yep. it, it wasn't just oh first X-Men film it was like oh a Marvel film. <laughs> so now then when Marvel took over and they were making the shit then you know DC stopped doing anything. DC hasn't had anything worthwhile on screen except for Batman. If it that's yeah if it wasn't it. for
1: Christopher Nolan's Batman that's it. I mean but they've DC, even tried uh, other films like say Green uh, Green Lantern which I sucked. didn't hate Soft. But it it was not good.
0: Sucked. <laughs> I, I thought
1: Ryan and Reynolds was a good Green Lantern. I, not a great, I, 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 not I great, li- but I think he was good.
0: I like Ryan Reynolds. The film sucked.
1: <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you.
0: You know the, it was, and you know and green Green Lantern green, Lan- green Lantern Green no. Lantern is one of those films where you you always said. Like back in the eighties and in the nineties, you'd go, you'd say, "Yeah," but the special effects—they'd never pull it off. And then we got CGI, and it was like, "Oh shit!" Now we can pull it off, and they still couldn't pull it off.
1: Yeah, they—they they needed to think harder about the shit that. Because if anyone knows Green Lantern, if you don't know Green Lantern, he's got a ring, and anything he thinks of happens. So if he wants to shoot you with a tank, all he has to do is think about it, and the ring makes it happen. They did a really shitty job with that yeah i
0: mean they really now, did yeah, now speaking of uh brian singer with x-men
1: yeah
0: uh, the x-men also had some resistance from your your annoying fucking geeky comic book fans because they were nitpicking over any little thing they changed the screen yeah, like why aren't now,
1: they wearing yellow and black shut up
0: know, isn't it, isn't it? yeah now me not being a marvel fan and definitely never being an x-men fan i enjoyed the films like oh look wolverine i know him and yeah. uh, uh i know him and Whatever the fuck else is going on, it's fun. You know, that's that's it. Everybody, you know, <laughs> oh his origin and this, and this, shh. It's like with Spider-Man with the sprays. Oh, he didn't shoot him out of his wrist. Go fuck yourself.
1: And then they tried to listen to the fans and give like uh, Wolverine oh. an origin story, and that was terrible.
0: Oh, if that was also
1: if, a work print that got leaked. Oh, that was you a know, fun if, work if, print.
0: If Lost never, if Lost taught us nothing, it taught us don't listen to your fucking fans because they don't know what they want
1: do you realize that almost every marvel film has has a work print that that leaked punisher leaked work print okay spider-man in 2002 leaked work print
0: hulk leaked work print to be fair fair for the punisher film yeah one of the reasons for that leaked work print was the fact that the company was going under and the film wasn't even going to see the light of day in america
1: but it's still a leaked work print.
0: Yeah, no, it is. I'm just
1: I saying. I, I, yeah. I get that. But uh, just like the Wolverine Origins, leaked work print. Uh, oh, and that guy,
0: did, didn't that guy get jail time for that one?
1: No. The the guy... That leaked it. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if they actually got the guy that leaked it, but I know that... No, they that, got him. Did they get him?
0: Yeah, he, he, he went to court wearing a Wolverine tie. He was a complete <laughs> idiot.
1: You know who also got in trouble? What, like a major, not a major, but definitely someone known. I don't remember his name. But he reviewed the work print like a month before the film was released. It's like, what are you doing, moron? Maybe
0: that's the guy I'm thinking of. Maybe that's the guy I'm thinking of.
1: Okay. It's, somebody got in trouble for reviewing it early. Like, because the work print was released 30 days early. So.
0: Yeah. Um, and Also speaking of Brian Singer. Uh, yeah. yeah, X-Men was a big hit. Spawn the series, and oddly enough, that's the last good film Brian Singer ever made. Almost. Uh, is that you know X Men two, two, two. is, is
1: just as good as the first one, I think.
0: Uh, it, it wasn't. It wasn't bad.
1: Uh, X Men Two is good.
0: All right, fine. I'll give you X Men Two. Everything after that is fucking shit.
1: I never saw Valkyrie. Was that any good?
0: Eh, it didn't do well. What about Uh, the last X Men
1: film, The Days of Future Past? I heard that was pretty good.
0: I haven't seen it yet, and I and Singer
1: did it. You've heard it was shit.
0: I've heard it was shit, uh, but I haven't seen it yet. Superman Returns. Oh, colossal! Wow, we
1: we we have a whole review that's going in the book. Yes. (laughs) It just needs to be polished a little bit. I think not much. We polished it pretty good. I don't know what we'd have to change. To be honest.
0: Yeah, I mean, update a couple of things now that we're like two films past it. Right. I mean he he fucked up this. It was like, "Oh, the Superman franchise is coming back." Said, so, "Oh shit. Now we have to wait another 5 years."
1: <laughs> da, 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 da,
0: da, da. Something that
1: uh, Zack Snyder didn't do in his uh, Man of Steel film. Threw that music right out the window. He's like, "Nope, new new score."
0: You I know praise what? Him I remember you I I read something. Some guy was whining that uh that all the super film superhero films that are coming out now are too dark and too melodramatic and too brooding which to an extent i kind of agree but he's one he's 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 like ah, it's unoriginal. but well no it's just you know it's it's the genre it's the era. it's coming out now and i remember reading his thing and he was bitching about how you know he slammed superman returns good but then he went on to slam man of steel it's like oh he can't just do superman he has to give us this whole weird beginning with uh with uh, with um, Look Russell Crowe, fl- yeah. uh, flying dragons through the world. I was like, "Fuck you!" That beginning was fucking amazing. <laughs> you, you compare that to the beginning of the original Superman, where they're like wearing tinfoil and walking around. Like, oh, well, what are we gonna do? <laughs> he put up the glass too. Yeah, and Marlon Brando
1: shouldn't he be fingering some French broad over in the corner?
0: <laughs> yeah, but but <laughs> that. But Man of Steel didn't just make me like Superman again. It made me like Russell Crowe. And I don't like Russell Crowe, and I was like, and that's when they brought up when they brought back his hologram. Later, I was like, oh yeah, more Russell Crowe. Like, so this is a weird feeling I'm having. What is this? I, I want him to stay longer. I feel bad now. You know, it's, it's just that it was that fucking. And then and then people whining because there was death in the film. Oh God, fucking forbid we don't do Please, Superman four give me yet. A break. Really? Yeah. Uh yes.
1: And and they're giving Zack Snyder, uh, creative, um, him and Christopher Nolan. They're working together to do. What Marvel has done successfully with all, like, the Avengers films and Spider-Man and, and, and all of that shit, uh, they're giving it to Zack Snyder and Christopher Nolan to do, uh, you know, S- Superman, uh, Man of Steel, and then the, the new film, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, and then they're going to do a Justice League movie and Suicide, yep, Squad. Suicide Squad. Yep, Yeah. So they're, they're entrusting, because Zack Snyder is doing the Batman vs. Superman film, Dawn of Justice, which is... Right. Going to have the storyline Frank Miller's uh, The Dark Knight Returns, Dark Knight. Uh, along with a couple of other storylines. So, because from what I understand, um, they're they're I think you mentioned it. You know, Aquaman is going to have an appearance in the film. Joker's going to have an appearance in the film because they're part of the Justice League. So it's just a setup. I don't know how much is of of that they're going to be in it. But I think most of it is well, going to be The Dark Knight Returns. Have,
0: well, they'll have room because the first Justice League film is going to be two parts.
1: Yes, it's going to be two parts, yeah, I mean, and Zack Snyder is doing both.
0: Now, Zack Snyder is the exact opposite of um, Brian Singer. Zack Snyder can do no fucking wrong except for Sucker Punch. He yeah. cannot do wrong.
1: And you know why? Because he wrote and directed Sucker Punch.
0: Yeah, that, it, it, you know, it's just too much, too much.
1: It's too much, dude. Yeah, too, you got you got a dragon in there. It's kind of cool. And mm, stop.
0: After, And again, after 300 and Watchmen, everyone's like, hey, Zach, just do whatever you want. All right. <laughs>
1: and, and I and, think that would have been a better film, uh, and I mentioned this on the show, if they toned back the fantasy world part a little bit. You can still have it. Definitely still have it. But move Bob in Bob and course. out. Move in and out to reality a little more often and i think you got a better movie
0: the problem was you had a director writing the film as a yeah. director yeah uh, he w- he wasn't writing it as a writer he was writing what he wanted to direct and the problem with that is you don't get good writing out of that you get good direction and the, and the right. one thing that hurts that film is like by the time you get to the third act you're like is there still a story going on here because yeah. i don't i don't know if i can handle another sequence like this
1: one of the best scenes in in that movie is when she's uh, dancing for the guy that that's the the cook in the kitchen, and sh- she gets thrown out of that fantasy because water hits the radio, uh. and it goes back to reality, and he just snaps out and shit happens. If they showed more of that scene outside of the re- uh, the fantasy one, would have been a much better scene. I mean, uh, and well, I think, honestly, and that's what made me think that the rest of the movie would have benefited from that too.
0: The the best part of the film is the opening too, because if the, if Zach has proven anything to us is that he really knows how to convey backstory, in like in the space of opening credits. Yeah. Be, between Watchmen was, and. Yeah, Sucker I was just Pudge. gonna say
1: the opening of Watchmen is brilliant. I mean that. Uh oh. That. Uh-oh. that,
0: that he, did you lose me?
1: No, most.
0: Okay. In that opening, not not the opening of The Watchmen, but the, the opening credits The Watchmen.
1: Oh, yeah, he with the covers, Bob Dylan song? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, he, through that, he, co- he covers, like, like uh, maybe a whole comic book worth of backstory.
1: It's brilliant.
0: That's Reams material, yeah, guy's a fucking genius. Have uh, you I ever can't watched wait to see what the, he does with the have,
1: Justice League. Oh, I know. I mean, the trailer alone, even it's not a trailer, it's a teaser, is excellent.
0: It's excellent. My my only my only problem is that he's going with the classic Justice League and not like the Giffen de Mattis Justice League, which is when I was reading. You know, I want I want Blue Beetle and Blue Booster Gold. I don't care about Aquaman.
1: Well, if they do know? anything like the Avengers, they're going to change out characters. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're going to do that, which and, and will keep the, the franchise success, fresh.
0: I think they're going to go serious with the Justice League, but if if stuff like um with more humor in it, like Guardians of the Galaxy, keeps doing well. I think they will be able to do more of the lighthearted DC because DC did have a lot of humorous comic books, and again, like Justice League, when Giffen and DeMatteis were doing it, was more of a lighthearted, playful right. superhero
1: show. I mean, have you seen the new Avengers film yet? No, I have not. A lot of it is very funny. A oh, lot, I, I, I mean, it's there's... a it's a really fun movie. It's just a really fun movie, and a lot of it is funny.
0: the the avengers was great and and again it's that balance of humor and uh drama that that my my biggest problem with the marvel comics was always it was too melodramatic and some of those x-men films it's just you know it's like i'm watching a fucking soap opera but avengers uh iron man with maybe the exception of the third one uh well actually the second one i think was a bit more down than the third one but you you need that humor just yeah. to balance it out. You, you know, really intense drama scenes. You need to be able to laugh and forget about it. So the next scenes, you know, you 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 get depressed after a while. Mm-hmm. And even Batman, the newer Batman films, to some extent, do mix in a little humor in there. Less so, but they at least break the tension.
1: Yeah, yeah. That um, second Iron Man film. You know, when I first saw it, I, I did like it, but when when I the third Iron Man film. I don't know, man. I, I don't know if I like the third one. And when when they when they got Shane Black to do it, I was very happy. And then I realized, yeah, he's not right for this kind of movie. Really not. He's really not. That's not his. That's not his wheelhouse at all. And I mean, you the, movie know was, the movie was going to make money no matter who directed it.
0: I, w- w- if you if you go to storylines,
1: he got Ficus car- in the script. Huh. <laughs> What? Shane Black. I mean, he got, he got Ficus in the script. Oh yeah. The opening of the film. <laughs>
0: um, the, if you look at the character arc for the three Iron Man films, yeah. The first one, it's about him, uh, you know, becoming a responsible person. It's about responsibility. Mm-hmm. And the second one, it's about him kind of overcoming, uh, um. Well, you know, he's kind of what? overcoming death, but like over, over um, uh, you know, he's dealing with, with
1: he's dealing with a lot of. Issues, especially but, from having the the heart, well, uh, the problem, and
0: but but the, like I, I I think to an extent the first film was about him becoming a responsible person. The second right. one is about the weight of that responsibility becoming too much, and the third one is really about uh, the fear of death. Like holy shit, you know this stuff's serious. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I almost died during the Avengers. That was fucking harsh. Um, so and out of the three of those, I think. The middle one is the uh, is the um, weightiest because it's really just him being depressed and uh, and uh, oh yeah, um, self- yeah, yeah. Well, one of the
1: line, one of the lines in the movie is he, he hasn't been the same since New York which is from the Avengers that well whole, that's the third one yeah yeah the you're right the third one and right. um but I don't know I still don't I like the second one more than the third I like the first one more than all three but. You don't really, res- it, I didn't really respect how good the second one was until the third one came out.
0: I I think both of them are a little flawed, and I think it's hard to pick which one is better than the other. And I think it's and they I think both of them are kind of hard to compare to the first one because Iron Man was I, I don't think anybody expected the Iron Man film to be as perfect as it was. And please forgive me if I'm using the wrong word. No, no, you're you're right.
1: You could really look back, I mean, Jeff Bridges, uh, you know, was Warmonger, I mean, just, you know, the thing is, John Favreau directed the first Iron Man, and he was really, really trying to get Fantastic Four, okay, and he didn't get it, so he branched out from that, and when Iron Man became available... No one really was wanted to really make that movie. They, the trust wasn't there. And he said, I'll do it. He was trying to do Fantastic Four. And you know what? Fantastic Four would have benefited from him doing it. It really would have. So when he got Iron Man, you're right. Nobody expected that to do well at all. They are like, Jon Favreau's directing it? That guy does. He directed fucking swingers or he wrote it or some shit. He really didn't have any experience with that type of genre at all. And when he fucking hit it out of the park it just it is still one of the best comic book films to come out in the last decade
0: for sure and and you know it's really kind of hard with um uh, when it comes down to the writing of these films uh, sometimes you have to the films are so big like there's like five or six writing credits. I mean, yeah, Shane Black wrote the screenplay, but he wrote it with a bunch of other screenwriters too. Everybody's right. working off of, of the last five drafts there were, and then we have the notes and revisions, and we're going to bring some fixers in. It's really hard to nail down one person who's really responsible for the... You, know, you, don't, you really don't... But budget's over $200 million. You rarely get it written by one person. And what's crazy, I, I
1: read that
0: the first Iron Man
1: film Major script problems, and going into even filming day one, they were rewriting mm-hmm. the script as they went along. The fact that that happened and the film still turned out amazing it's it's well, almost foreign to me.
0: You know, what, well, this thing sometimes, whenever you hear talk about that kind of stuff, it's usually in a bad way. It's like, Oh, did you hear they had script problems from day one? Well, yeah, but they found the problems.
1: They were just you know, they, as they were going along. It's like, yeah, let's like, change oh this shit. to this. Let's redo this. Let's do this. Let's do that. It just every day was something different.
0: Yeah, and and, and some way, again, it's usually used as a, a sign that there's something bad happening. But sometimes you got to fix shit. At least they found it there and not in post or not after their you know screenings or whatever. Right. Uh, and what what, but that film, it, it, it's really it's it's it came out of the wood. It came out of nowhere as being so perfect a film, as just just that perfect blend of action and every everything, I, ex- with the exception of them putting a piece of the middle of the film at the beginning, because I fucking hate that, it's lazy goddamn writing, apart from that, film is masterfully done.
1: Right. Although, and even so, though they did that, and I know you have a qualm about it, I think it worked.
0: Not a qualm. It's a, it's a it's a psychotic fucking hatred
1: <laughs> i think it worked perfectly
0: it, it it does too that's why i didn't even notice it the first time it like, i think it hit me two weeks later it says motherfucker they god damn it because i've always hated that yeah
1: if it uh, didn't it, if it didn't work then i think uh, you would have noticed it it's, immediately
0: it's a it's and it's done for it i swear it's done for the test audiences it's a sneaky way of because you have to have a build-up, a setup in the beginning of the film, and a sneaky way of saying, "Look, here's a scene of action. Stuff's gonna happen." Now we're gonna talk about how we get there. <laughs> it's fucking lazy. It's cheap, and it's disrespectful to the audience. It works in Iron Man, but only because uh, it just with that storyline and with that scene, it kind of worked. Right. Uh, but and and I and I and I, I don't want to get on a sidetrack, but I, I've told you before, if you watch the film, you can tell. You, when you watch it, that that opening uh, that the afterwards, when you have that slideshow of, of the history of uh, Stark, uh-huh. that was originally the opening credit sequence. You cannot tell me that was not the opening credit sequence originally. <laughs> it was. That was supposed to be the opening credits, and then you come into the beginning of the film, and the first time we meet Stark is on that stage. Can't convince me otherwise. Well, it's so obvious that they moved we the ever, shit over. If
1: we ever get John Favreau on the show, we can ask him.
0: And if he does, says it wasn't, he's fucking lying. <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway, the Punisher.
1: The Punisher. <laughs> yeah, we just went on like a twenty minute tangent on everything All right. but
0: All right. well, l- let me let me dive in and you can build on this. Okay. The redeeming values of the Punisher. All right. Okay. Now the obvious negative obvious negatives are Dolph Rungan Dolph Lundgren uh Frank barely Castle. intelligible yep. dialogue. Yeah, it's Frank Castle. As a, he he has the body for it and that's about it. Mm hmm. Uh, they actually had to change the dialogue so he'd be comfortable speaking it. Oh And so okay. he'd sound semi-American.
1: Yeah, you can't get more of an American name than Frank Castle.
0: <laughs> but not not with that voice. No. Um, losing the Punisher skull, bad. In the sewers, really bad. Yep. Now, one of my favorite aspects of the film is his quote-unquote sidekick.
1: Oh, the drunk guy.
0: The drunk guy. Now, in the comic books, he his helper hey, the was, was Microchip. What the hell was his name?
1: I, I remembered it, and, I, and then I forgot it.
0: Uh, I, I, I'll have to look it up. I forget, too. Um, but in the comic books, it was Microchip. It was this uh, computer expert that helped him do all this hacking stuff, and he drove around in a van. And the movie's like, fuck it. He has an alcoholic actor that helps him.
1: Thespian. Oh. <laughs> what? Thespian. <laughs> what is that?
0: <laughs> That's called 80s humor.
1: Yeah. You're a What? I don't um, swing that way, man.
0: <laughs> oh, he's, he's Shake. He's called Shake. Oh, that's
1: right, Shake, because he's an alcoholic yeah. and withdrawals give him the shakes, sure.
0: And oddly, that's the only film he's ever been in.
1: Really? Did he die immediately after? Because I liked him.
0: Uh, I, I, I Apparently, he wasn't even an actor. That's the only film he's ever acted in. Oh, my God.
1: You know what? He's probably realize. like a, a, an English professor at oh, fucking hang on. Yale or something.
0: No. Oh, no! Oh, no. Hold on. I'm an idiot. I clicked on the wrong thing i'm doing my research as we talk and i i clicked on shake the character as opposed to barry otto the actor so there's only been one person that's ever played shake because he's only been in one film i i I stand corrected. he's been in tons of stuff it seemed odd to me was like this that's not the only thing he's been in this is weird he's too good Uh, yeah no he's been in tons of shit he's he's he is a he is a thespian uh now i the film never clearly explains how an alcoholic aging out of work actor has connections to where drug deals are happening or you know where, where these boats are coming in or where kidnapped children being help, they don't really explain it and I would have liked to see some scenes where he was like maybe shaking down people in the industry to still owe him favors something like that they never did, it's never clear
1: right but beyond he's, that he's just a guy in the street that gets knowledge somehow
0: yeah and, and the only I, I like that. I like that he, Frank kind of like takes him under his wing, or vice versa, and that camaraderie. I like the fact he. Sp- I like the fact he speaks in rhymes. Yeah, I like. Th- it was just. It was. It was comic booky without being, uh, cartoonish. Right. And the the only other problem I have is is when we first meet him, he's in a bar and he gets thrown out, uh, and the Punisher gets his attention by driving a little uh, little remote control like truck RC with a bottle of booze. Uzz- yeah with a bottle of booze in the back by, and then lures Which him into the alley.
1: was way... It was, it's overkill. You're in the back of a fucking alley. Just walk over.
0: <laughs> I, I've, I figured the Punisher went through all that trouble just so he didn't have to go, psst.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, you know, this is before the days of the internet. <laughs> you didn't just order that shit online. You had to go <laughs> into a store or get someone to buy that shit for you. You had to interact somehow to get that RC truck.
0: Well, when he gets in there, he says, you were supposed to meet me here for... Hours ago, thinking that was plenty of time to go out and buy a remote control truck and like learn how to use it and get the bottle. You know?
1: <laughs> well, I may as well use this thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> They're probably selling. Them well, you know it'd be
1: hilarious and- if they had a cutscene of him just playing with it and like he's happy. He's just like, wow, this thing's fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at it go!
0: <laughs> My kids, kids would like this. Oh,
1: oh, oh.
0: <laughs> that's why.
1: Uh, Lou Gossett, always a solid performance.
0: Lou Gossett always got it.
1: Yeah, especially in the jail cell, uh, where he goes and he sees him. He's like fuck you, man. It's my family too. It's like actually it wasn't, but I get what you're saying. You know.
0: Well, just We're like g- just like Raj was a part of uh, um, Riggs's family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even the family part. It's like so. Oh yeah, that's
1: shit. You know? You're right.
0: In <laughs> that. What, the, what, I'm so and, and and thank God they they scrapped that beginning. The film the film as it stands now starts where it should, but, but I mean that was an interesting too thing too. I rewatched this with Holly and and uh, and she even says like what no origin story. It's like, no, this film doesn't really do that. It kind of goes right into it. It's kind of refreshing. It's probably one of the first superhero films in that time period that didn't go through a fucking origin story. And then it's like, oh, the work print. Oh, there's the origin story. It sucked. <laughs> and they realized it. I mean, yeah, they used
1: crap. they used a couple of scenes from it, just of the car exploding with his family in it.
0: The flashbacks, um, yeah. They just the used the little Spider Man outfits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but. Give them credit. They they shot it like. Wait, this sucks balls. Maybe we should just like not bother with an origin story. You kind of get the drift. His family's dead. Great, cool. I like that. God. Now there's one. Why won't you uh, answer me? <laughs> now for the time period too, it was also kind of violent uh, for a film. And yeah. I mean, again, coming from like Batman. I mean, Captain it is an R-, R-, R.
1: It did get an R rating. They didn't try and get a PG-13.
0: But there's a bit of brutality to the film. And, uh, like, you got the kids being kidnapped and the Yakuza's, like, the Yakuza's already collected the money selling them to those white slavers. <laughs> and like, oh, right. Oh, yeah. Even before they have killed the mafia, heads, like, oh, they paid up? Yeah, oh, well, we already got the money for the slavers, so we might as well sell these children to, you know, some. <laughs> and is it just me? Were the slavers Italian, too? Weren't they Islamic? Some, they looked Italian to me. Maybe I'm oh, come oh By the way, man. An, an, well, <laughs> no, it was a dark alley. They had mustaches. That's all I could see. I think they're Islamic. Again, another film with a great representation of Italian Americans.
1: Yeah. Oh, I I, I, I love the um, the one mob boss uh, from the beginning. In, in the mob boss that's actually in the origin story of the work print, he starts off the movie walking out of court saying that you know he's been acquitted of killing you know, Frank Castle and his family. And he's like, how does it feel to be, a you know, uh, to be free of these charges? He goes, oh, I feel great. He goes, what do you feel about the Punisher? Uh, he goes, well, if he comes within 1,000 yards of me, he's going to know what punished really means. It's like, you just got acquitted. Yeah,
0: I, <laughs> for not you gotta,
1: for, because you were accused of hurting people.
0: <laughs> but you're doing it wrong. You got to put that, like, Italian accent into it. And go, like, I'm not going like, to do like, that. You got to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll tell you this. I can't, do, I, I'm, I, not, I never, I'm not, I, and whatever, I'm not going to do it whenever i do an italian accent i know i know like you die a little inside because i can't do any accents it's okay um but uh (laughs) yeah great great italian uh representation (laughs) but but there's a lot of scenes like that and now this is one that i can't prove but i'm now in the original print in the theatrical release Uh when he rescues the kids and the one uh gangster's son is kept is captured he isn't able to save the one son and he gets on the bus and they ask, where's billy or tommy what the fuck tommy. his name is it was tommy tom is like it was tommy and he says uh um it's like oh we, you know he, he's not here we're gonna go back for him it's like really positive in the work print that we watched no one mentions it it's like oh we're down one forget it i strictly remember because i remember everybody being like whoa that's kind of harsh in the print i saw i swear that he gets on the bus and they say, where's Tommy? And he says, it's Catherine. they They're him. actually
1: asking for Catherine. What? They're, they're, no, no, no. What? they're, they're asking for Catherine. No. They said she's left no. inside.
0: No, no. This is after he comes back with Catherine. When he comes back to the bus, he goes back for Catherine. He gets Tommy and Catherine, but then Tommy gets stuck back. He comes back and oh. they say, where's Tommy?
1: I must have missed this is, after
0: he, this is This is after he comes back with Catherine. In the, in the theatrical film, they say, "Where's Tommy?" So we're going to come back for him. You know, in the in the work print, they don't ask where Tommy is. I swear, in the copy I saw way back when, he says they got him, and that's it. Like, oh geez, he just told the kids he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And there's also the work print we saw uh, in the original in the original theatrical release. At the end, when he kills Tommy's father, and Tommy's like, "I'm going to kill you." He kneels in front of Tommy and puts the gun to his head. He's like, "Go ahead, do it. Go ahead, do it." go ahead do it like just calm like, very, like I'm going
1: to show it, you how and you know you, yeah
0: but but he's but he's but it's very calm It's like oh yeah go ahead do it do it go ahead. like he, like, he yells at him a,
1: he yells at him a couple of times
0: no not in the theatrical release go back to oh, watch
1: oh, it, oh it. yeah and, um, yeah the work print he does yeah. you're right
0: in the work print he's like go do it come on come on <laughs> he's like <laughs> dare, you know, yelling at him and it's it's i i it's oh, i love watching work prints and alternate cuts cuz it's interesting where at some point they said you know this maybe this scene doesn't need that you're <laughs> scaring a kid. Just, maybe they could like maybe instead of scaring the shit out of him you could just like uh, you know try to reach him a different. And, and, and it's curious that they actually tried both ways when they shot the film. And I think that alone right. gives the film some credit. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. The whole the whole uh, ninja fight in Coney Island. Eh, yeah. Which was filmed in uh, this is actually an Aussie film. It was sh- shot in Australia,
1: Sydney, I believe.
0: Yes, that yeah. the, that whole Coney Island thing was actually uh, in uh, a Sydney amusement park. Um, so technically, this film's exploitation to an extent. <laughs> oh God! But uh, um, yeah, we got kind of sidetracked on that. But I mean, any, I'm any glad parts, we did. <laughs> any other parts of the film that you think are worth uh, talking about? I mean, um, I think we kind of hit everything.
1: Uh, you can't really shit on the work print only for the reason that it is a work print, you know, and it was almost like it's like throwing shit against the wall and seeing what sticks, you know oh. Th- things things like that, and I think the only thing I'll say is I think some things worked better in the work print, and I think some things worked better in the theatrical cut and I think if mm-hmm. someone was able to get a clean copy of both, like you can get the Blu-ray on, on the theatrical, and re-edited the film I think you'd have a pretty good movie if you use what worked from each
0: yeah I, I, definitely I would try to lose as much of the sewer as possible um, yeah. now as far as the differences did you notice the difference in the uh, when Frank castle is being taken to prison and the uh, the female cop is yelling at him did you watch those two scenes
1: uh I didn't watch no, I just watched the one in the work print
0: Okay. I'm oh, sorry. So one of the now in the theatrical version, it before the mafia attacks the truck, it ends with him saying, "Call him," and she said, "What? Call him," and it stops. That's in theatrical. the theatrical. Theatrical, right? Yeah. In the work print, she says, "Why?" And whatever he says, I can't understand. I rewound it four times. Oh, I know uh, what he says. All, what do you say? Because all I got was like... It's this, it's this, it's this, it's this.
1: No, he says, uh, tell him to bring the pie.
0: Tell him to bring the pie?
1: Yeah. Or tell him... What to, does that even uh, mean? Tell, tell him in the origin part of the work print, he gives in the car, he goes, why do you eat like that? <laughs> he goes, well, I don't have some, you know, you know, amazing wife cooking me, you know, gourmet dinners. And he goes, yeah, you do. And he gives him something to eat that his wife made him. And it's this pie. So uh-huh. the next day, because it's his birthday, the next day he goes to the house and it's got the streamers, happy birthday balloons, and they're all going out to, to breakfast or whatever. And he tells his wife, he goes, do you know that that pie was the best part of my night? And she goes, well, there's more in the fridge. And he goes and he gets a big hunk of this pie and he's all happy about it. And he's just couldn't be in a happier place at his house, eating the pie with his family. And um, okay, and Dolph Lunger's like, you know we're eating in an hour. Whatever. So what he says is he's referencing to that pie in the okay. origin part of the... Be- I'm not saying it makes sense, but that's, that's, what what I'm saying, that's what he says.
0: I can think of two reasons why they cut it. One, because it references the origin that they cut. And two, because it makes no fucking sense. Yeah, because they couldn't leave it in there
1: because that origin part was completely out.
0: It's his wife's pie he's talking about. She's dead. How is he going to bring... What is the metaphor for the pie if it's his wife's pie? It doesn't make. And, uh, he could have. He might have just as well said. <laughs>
1: but that's what he said.
0: Ah, what the fuck! <laughs> nah, I, mean, I wish I did. I wish I didn't know because that angers me now.
1: <laughs> it,
0: it and you know what? There, there are some me the, the, again. There are some weak spots to the writing, like uh, uh, too some. much pun. Oh, what, what's some. the um? So, <laughs> well, I mean, there's some really no, bad parts. No, like you're, you're right. He, when he's being tortured, and she asks him, like you know, who sent you? And like, is that true? Is that multiple choice or true or false?" It's like it's, it's neither. neither. She just asked you that fucking question. <laughs> what do you? That doesn't even make any sense. No,
1: it's like Mark Goldblatt is like, you know, I gotta tone down the one-liners. Joe Piscopo went crazy. <laughs> In my last movie. So I gotta like when he puts the scientist or whoever the henchman, whatever the fuck he is, on the table, the stretching table, he goes, I don't wanna stretch this out, but where are you keeping right. the kids?
0: Did did you notice there's <laughs> a there's a missing scene. There's a missing shot or missing something from that scene. Did you notice when they put him on the rack and they're stretching him when they leave? He has red high heel shoes on.
1: He does. Yeah, he's got on one foot and then it's off the other.
0: Yeah there's there's something important missing yeah
1: (laughs) and i'm glad you brought it up because i forgot about it but i want i should have i didn't have time to write notes for this one but i was like (laughs) what the fuck was that
0: i mean i I, i'm sure it wasn't major but it's like they trimmed out something small that referenced him wearing them they had to have because otherwise why would you it just distracts
1: does the blu-ray have audio commentary
0: uh, I believe not. I don't think because if any it did with Mark Goldblatt,
1: I would imagine he. Well, actually, no. It's not in the theatrical cut, is it?
0: I think it is. Yeah. Is it's, it? It's is it? A, I never noticed it before. I didn't. I never did either. But I, well, they would have had to crop it because it's the one shot.
1: Okay. Because I know that uh, Mark Goldblatt was um, screening his own thirty-five millimeter. Uh, cut of the film at like film festivals and whatnot. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I believe he had a Q and A. And I wonder if it's ever if it's been brought up anywhere. We might be able to find it.
0: All right. Well, hang on. Uh, the Blu Ray. Uh, we I, looked I at think we looked anything. at it
1: last week. There's nothing. No extras. There's just shit. Maybe a trailer for Lucky.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, I, while we're talking, I will pull up the. I, I'm actually going to double check the the original version now. Because uh, we passed that in the background, right?
1: Uh yeah we it's already wait we're way past it.
0: I'll double check that while we're we're talking. Um, yeah, there's some. Uh, I I think the best lines are are after they catch the Punisher. Like, what do you call seventy five people, uh, five hundred people dead? It's like, Work in progress. It's like, All right, <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> I'm cool with that. I, I, you know. I punish the oh. guilty. If you're guilty. Oh what? You oh dead. I I I almost choked. Uh, when you were playing the trailer, I hadn't seen the trailer yet. Uh, at the end
1: oh the, it's, the, the vengeance it's, line
0: <laughs> it, it's justice with a vengeance <laughs> what <laughs>
1: who wrote this <laughs> so
0: yeah, I am not. Sh- I don't know if they're trying to be funny or not <laughs> was that supposed to be funny because either way it is I don't know, yeah, I know. I'm confused uh, that's uh, funny damn it now I can't find my copy um. Anything else you want to mention in the film? I mean, I, I covered nah, the I Nah,
1: th- I think we, we, we touched it all.
0: The other, the other thing I want well, to say Well, you know what's that- funny?
1: The only thing that's on right now, the scene where he drops the detonator down, uh, the shake, he drops the detonator down in the uh, like the sewer part, like there's a grate, uh-huh. and he drops it down there. He uses the knife to press one button. Right. But doesn't use the knife to press the other button. He, he drops
0: she- it. Because it was so far, he, he, it, it drops, I think. Well, they don't it? show that
1: in the theatrical cut. They don't show him dropping it. They might have okay. did it in the work print. I don't remember seeing it there either.
0: I think because he ran out of time. I, I didn't have a problem with that part.
1: No, it was, um, just, I was just, you know, it was on now, so I brought it up now. Otherwise, I wouldn't have brought it up.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, all right, so what is it on IMDb 5.6? Up
0: uh, yet? Yeah. You, the, red, the red high heels are still visible in the uh, theatrical version as well.
1: All right, so there's got to be something there then.
0: Yeah, they, they, they lost something.
1: Yeah, yeah, they did.
0: Uh, the only other thing I'm going to say is, is when he drops into the casino and, and shoots it up to, to motivate the Yakuza to give up the kids, mm-hmm. um, he makes some really weird expressions while he's shooting that giant machine gun.
1: Uh, yeah, he's making a duck face in one of those scenes.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it's like this yeah. thing is
1: really heavy. Uh, it's and
0: and, and and now again they, they use they, they put the da- they put the skull on these little daggers. So he, he stabs a lot of people with daggers and throws a lot of daggers and possible lengths. Uh, just so they, I, I think it was just an excuse to get the skulls in there somehow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but um, I read something funny uh, on IMDb that I thought I didn't really occur to me until that I read it, and somebody said, He never uses the same gun twice, and he will drop guns for no reason whatsoever.
1: <laughs> this gun's heavy. And, I'm just going to find another one.
0: Especially at the end. Like, it's you'll, like you'll, a video you'll,
1: game you'll, mentality. Like, yeah, I'll come across ammo at some point. Yeah, it's <laughs> like yeah, really? at the
0: beginning. like They'll shoot people, and then there'll be, be a fight, and then he'll throw the gun away. It's like, all right, I don't need that anymore. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Oh, and I, I do have to mention briefly that, that the What's end that? fight scene, two of my favorite parts at the end is uh, the, for the final fight sequence when they take the elevator up to the top floor and yeah. the elevator doors open and it's, the room's full of samurais. <laughs> and it's like a lifetime a lifetime mastering the samurai quick draw and they mow them all down before they can even get their swords out. It's like da 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 Fucking beautiful. <laughs> and, and the Punisher proves that there's only one way to kill a ballerina.
1: Uh, you got to snap her neck. That's just snap it, it's snap it. So what you got to do? All right. So, IMDb has this as a five point six. Is that right?
0: Um. Yeah. Okay. Five
1: point
0: six. Uh huh.
1: So what? What are you thinking? How How should we go on this one? I mean, obviously, uh, nothing less than five. I, I I would feel it's it's at least an average movie, but. I almost want to say six is too high. But I I I wouldn't be opposed with a six if if you wanted to contest it with me.
0: My argument last week for giving Wise Guys a five uh, applies to this film as well. Uh, Even if there's some inspired moments... We didn't review
1: Wise Guys last week.
0: You know what I'm talking about.
1: Dead Heat. Yeah. And I believe we gave Dead Heat a six.
0: I'm talking about Wise Guys because I argued that it deserved a five.
1: Oh, you. Oh, fine. Well, all right. Yeah, then, I, that's uh, what it, I, it, I it, Two weeks ago. Fine, fine. Fine. Fine.
0: Yeah. Uh. So, but when we, I'm very. Literal, I, I think. You know I think that. the same argument holds. The film is not horrible. Uh. It's average, especially for the time period. Yeah. And what little, uh, what little charms it has in the film aren't enough to actually elevate it above mediocrity.
1: Okay. I think I might give so the work would, print a six. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Definitely. It loses, it loses the uh, butt crack shots. Definitely.
1: Yeah, I mean, no, I but, especially, I, I like the ending better in the work print.
0: Yeah, but the opening sucks. So it would drop it back down to a five. Yeah, well, like
1: I said, maybe we should just do it ourselves. <laughs> Put the work print <laughs> into the theatrical and just do it right.
0: So, five? Five is fine. I agree. Uh, 14,000 other people have reviewed or have rated The Punisher on IMDb. Yeah six is the highest average rating at 20 percent okay highest demographic is whoa um all right once again the highest demographic is females under the age of 18 but there's only two of them <laughs> so two uh, two underage girls really like this movie
1: you think they like uh, the Dolph?
0: but if you remove that one the second highest is also females 18 to 29 at 6.7 so women Oddly enough, it's a film that women are like more than men.
1: Yeah, they're like action film. They want to handle the Dolph stuff.
0: Yeah, and then the uh, the lowest demographic is 5.2 stars for males aged 45 and older. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't understand. I didn't understand the 80s stuff in the 80s, and I don't understand it now.
1: No, you know what it is? That's shit. I mean, that's almost our age demographic. So it's just like I saw this in a theater. I would fuck this movie. You know, like someone yeah, that age group is probably someone that owns every Punisher comic ever released.
0: I, I, I'm not, I'm not in that that demographic yet, so I don't want to talk like I'm close to it.
1: I'm not either, those but are, I'm just, I'm just are, saying, those, those people, people were pro- in their 20s when this movie came out.
0: Are you 40 yet?
1: No, I'll be 39 I wanna, next month.
0: Yeah, I, I'm too close to say. Yeah, you know, they're, they're close to us. No, those are old, old people. <laughs> They're not my demographic F- fine our demographic gave it a uh, 5.6 average
1: so yeah, I, w- I won't be 40 till next year
0: mm-hmm. I'm like the
1: only one that's not 40 kind of like it
0: <laughs> I'm like the only one not married
1: you kind of like, <laughs> like it I kind of like it I kind of like it anyway um, anyway so you got a challenge for me can I guess? Well, kind,
0: kinda. Um, you got to give me a challenge,
1: out. no matter what we do next. So we got to keep the the ball rolling on the challenges. Even if we don't do oh. your challenge next, you still got to give me a challenge.
0: I didn't. I wasn't planning on doing that because I was thinking because we were gonna, we talked about doing something else next episode.
1: Yeah, but then after we do that, then I still need a challenge. Ah. Uh, you don't have to give it to me now. I don't want you to give me a half assed one. You know, it's like, "Uh, okay, I challenge you to, you know, whatever."
0: You you know I can pull something out of my ass right now to be yes, awesome. Uh, maybe. Well.
1: <laughs> maybe. Um, but you don't have to. We can just tell everyone what we're going to do next.
0: That's what I was planning on. I I'll I'll have your challenge for you but when we do the next episode. Fine. That's fine. Um, but uh, I'm I'm going to be out of town next week. I'll be in Indianapolis, the wonderful, wonderful flat state of Indiana. Uh, I'll be there for a week. Go to and Memories so not be Pizza. To
1: what? <laughs> go to Memories Pizza. Why? Memories Pizza, they're the ones that won't serve gay people.
0: Oh, that's right. Okay, someone else mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, you All know right. what? They're out of the news now, but not long enough that they got a fucking Kickstarter of a million fucking dollars.
0: But, but they didn't open, though. What? They, they, as far as I know, they, they, they still closed.
1: Yeah, the, and that's why they, they got a million dollars in Kickstarter money.
0: Right, and they didn't open.
1: Well, wasn't they it? They didn't
0: reopen. They kept the money. No, yes.
1: Oh, they did? Oh, well, yeah. wasn't the money just for them? Just like, we need to get by somehow. Like, there was no promise well, yeah. of them reopening the pizzeria.
0: Well, people, people were people were donating it because they were first of all because they're idiots, and second well, because yeah. they were they were kind of su- trying to support the local business that's being oppressed for the religious right freedoms, which is a crock of shit. And then they were like, "Oh, states, good, thanks man. for the money." Yeah, thanks. Now we don't have to open a pizza shop because yeah, we're we're money.
1: millionaires now. I hope that they don't they real they don't realize they still have to pay taxes on that. And yeah, then yeah. come around tax time, it's like, wait, we owe you three hundred thousand what? It's like, yeah, dummy. You owe us fucking money. We spent it. D- we bought a, a eight hundred thousand dollars house. Well, you're fucking stupid.
0: And the government will do to them what the people they wouldn't sell pizza to do to each other. <laughs> wow. Uh, now, so, right, uh, so I was talking. So I was talking to Joey uh, before this episode, and I um, pointed out that my Facebook page for my book performed by Lagosi. Uh, which was the uh, the last book that I published a few years ago. I'm still working on the oh, next novel. Not,
1: not to interrupt you. Oh. I'm sorry. But no, the ahead. father also dies a different way in the theatrical as compared to the work print. Who? Oh? The the father. Oh,
0: that's right. That's right. Yeah, he's stabbed.
1: He gets stabbed in the work print, but he gets shot in the theatrical. Because it's actually on now. And it reminded me of it.
0: That's right. Sorry, but sorry, um, go ahead. Go no, with Lugosi. No, no, good point. Good point. Uh, too late. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a, I have a Facebook page for my book uh, performed by Lagosi, which is a book about uh, Lagosi films and the books that they were based on. And the uh, Facebook page for that has, in the last month or two, just uh, quadrupled in its size. Uh, and I don't know I don't know how because I, I don't really advertise it that much. It's just kind of there, and every now and then I post something in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just hit 500, and so that's in, pretty, in, pretty uh, impressive
1: for something that was under 100. 100- just a month ago.
0: Yeah, no, it's it, it, and I've, I've thanked people on there. It's great to see a sudden surge of interest in the book, or at least in Lagosi. And one thing we had talked about doing when the book came out, and we never did, was to do some episodes and review the Lagosi films that are in my book on Lagosi. So we're going to do that now in kind of a uh, celebration of the Facebook page doing so well. Right. And uh, and review some Bell Lagosi films. Now I, I'm going to throw a couple out there, and depending on how much material we have we can do two two movies or we can do uh, one movie so we can do like two episodes we can do one episode with two or we can do one episode each but I want to throw two out there because they are shorter films I think we should do might... two episodes
1: if we're okay. going to miss one next week we can just do two short one hour episodes and All right. make up for it
0: so so uh, the two films I want to recommend from the film then is I want to do uh, and and of course I don't have them in front of me uh, give me one second. I want to make sure I get the titles right because... Okay. Because, believe it or not, some of, the, some of them are... Most of these are adapted from classic literature. The, the, all the ones that I review, uh, write about in the book. Right. So, But they change the name sometimes. But I know the two that I really want to do is I want to... Do, <laughs> for, for personal reasons, because they're my favorites. Uh, I want to do... Bah, 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 the Raven. Now, okay. this is the... Now this is uh, Edgar Allan Poe. Well, yes, but specifically there, there are more there. There's a lot of different because uh, one of the things they did back then a lot was they took all these book, book stories or books that were in the public domain. Okay, they didn't have to pay for the rights. they could just make a film based on it. And one of my favorites is the Raven. But not there's there's a couple of Ravens and both of them have. Uh, um, Carloff him. And my favorite one is the one from 1935. So we're going to do 1935, the Raven. Wow. Cool. Uh, now I'm torn between the black cat. And again, there's, I think there's more than one black cat. We want to do the black cat from 1934, or we could do, uh, it's, it's really a hard call. Um, you know, Fuck, what's, want, we should, <laughs> you know what?
1: what's funny, too? It's the end of the movie, of The Punisher, and he he's back in the sewer again, in the same spot. It's like, they know where you are, dude. <laughs> Why, why'd you go back there? <laughs> Luke Gossett, at the very least, knows exactly where you are. Anyway, I'm sorry, go ahead. So, <laughs> you're thinking well, of The Black Cat, or what else?
0: Well, my, the, the three that I really think we'd have a lot of fun with is The Black Cat from 1935, about uh, mm-hmm. 34, uh, the Raven from 35, or Murders in the Rue Morgue from 32. Now, the the downside to Murders of the Rue Morgue is that Lugosi isn't in a lot of the film. There's a lot of other wacky stuff going on. Uh, so I think the most material we'd have to talk about, uh, just as far as Lugosi's weird... Ah, pre- oh, fuck, all three of them are great. Um,
1: well, I'll tell uh, you what.
0: All right, no, 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 tell you what. No, no, no. All right, here's okay. what we do. We're gonna do the black cat and we're gonna do um, Raven? The Raven, yeah. The we're Raven. gonna do the two okay. Poe ones. Well they're all three of them are Poe, fuck. Yeah, we're gonna do those. Black Cat and the Raven. Because they're they're thirty four and thirty five. Well I'll tell you uh, what they, then.
1: I'll tell you what and then. And they
0: both have they both have Karloff in them as well.
1: If you want, we can or you can and I'll just chime in when I can. You can, you know, cross-reference uh, murders in the Rue morgue. Because, I'll just get yeah, they'll be cross-referenced because we're going to be sure. t- we're going to be talking about Lugosi, So if you want to chime in with that, you know,
0: we can do that. Yeah, you know, I, I think just as far as like material to talk about, um, Black Cat and Raven are the two best ones to talk about. Okay, there's some great stuff going on there, that and again, they fun. both have car. They're both Karloff lugosi films, and both of them are. Um, with apologies to people that are really passionate about this stuff, they're both kind of (laughs) bad. Okay, good. (laughs) But in a way I love. Good. So yeah, next episode, next next time you tune in, we'll be doing...
1: Accidentally hit the unmute button on the movie.
0: (laughs) You can't hear it because it's
1: on VLC player, not Windows Media Player
0: so the next time uh, everybody tunes in we'll be doing uh, some classic Bela Lugosi films nice and then after that we'll go back to our regular challenges
1: yeah and Scott will have one for me he'll uh, yes. He'll tell me what yes. it is when we do the Lugosi films yes or we'll preview it on the on the Facebook page usually oh, yeah, definitely. sometimes we do oh, that yeah. like I mentioned that we were reviewing The Punisher you know after uh, episode 173 so alright uh, I guess it's time to end the show then Yes. Let's go ahead and do that. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for episode 174. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Next week we are off, but then we will be doing uh, the Lugosi episodes, and we will also be doing our our normal challenges after that. Uh, You can go to our website, completely redesigned and beautiful. Uh, You can go there. It's moviesucktastic.com. Uh, you can listen to the show there, you can download the show there, you can watch the show live, you can leave us voicemail and email. Voicemail is 908-514-4470. If you want to email us, the address is the guys at moviesoctastic.com. Uh it also a mobile version of the site is coming. I've been working on it for the last week. Uh anyone that has an iPhone will have uh, the best benefit from it because if you have an Android you may as well just get our free app for Android Uh, but the mobile site is for anyone that uh, has an iPhone or you know wants to visit the site on their Android phone it's beautiful it's nice it'll be clean Um, you can go to iTunes you can download the show there as well or you can listen to it Um, you can go to our Tumblr page at moviesucktastic.tumblr.com Go to our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Moviesucktastic. Uh, I think that kind of sums it up. If you can go do a search for uh, for Moviesucktastic in your favorite search engine, Scott likes Google. Google it. You'll find us. I uh, just got to type Moviesucktastic. You don't even need to put Scott and Joey in the search. It's that damn unique. So that's that's about it. Any words of wisdom, Scott? say something fuck you (laughs) alright alright everybody we will talk to you next week a batman